And welcome to Nerdiverse Swag Forum Weekly. We are your hosts. I am Steven. And I'm Melvin. And we're here to talk some shit with you. Yeah, we're going to be going over symbols, symbologies, anything that people use to metaphorically represent an idea. Yeah, and um, kind of how that translates into your real life. Yeah. So I'm going to start with... Um, can we start with a quick list? Can we compare lists right now and see if we can get our fans to kind of pin each other against each other? All right. Top three most recognized symbols of all time. And we should do a draft style where it's one and then one. Okay. All right. You want to go first? I'll give you... I, I popped this up on you, so I'll, I'll let you go first. I'm actually going to say the cross. Okay, which cross though? There's lots of different kinds. Oh, damn you. Yeah, I know, you son of a bitch. Know, right? You should have known better. I know, right? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with straight up Christendom cross. Okay, you know, the, like, the basic like, longer bottom yeah. part, cross in the cross, middle. Cross, two seconds. Pretty much the straight way down. line segments. Yep. Okay. Just straight up Christian cross. All right, yeah, very recognizable. You, you get a good one there. Yeah, I mean, um, we, you know, we got a little bit of a, a bias here living in, in the United States of America, but yeah, got to got to be where you are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to go with my first pick. I think I'm going to go with the McDonald's arches because that's probably like everybody sees that and they know you get fucking food there. It might suck depending on what country you're in. It might be the bomb depending on what country you're in. But you know if you go there, there's fucking food and somewhere Apparently, to take a shit, right? I, I've heard that anywhere other than the United States, McDonald's is pretty much the bomb.com. Yeah, I just saw pictures of Mexico's version of McDonald's and I'm yeah. pissed off because I'm jealous. Like, don't build a wall between us and that. We need that. <laughs> I'm pissed. <laughs> All right. I want better McDonald's. All right. Are we doing snake or are we passing yeah. back to me? Uh, no, it's back to you. Back to you. We're not going to snake it. We're just going to do God's honest draft here. So we went Christ, Christian cross McDonald's. McDonald's. The, um, the field is yours, sir. Oh, man. From there, I'd... Unfortunately, I'd probably say the swastika. Like, it's too fucking well known. Yeah, no, that, that, and that gets through a few different sects, like the, um, you know, like that was originally more like an Indian thing, right. I believe, right? right? Yep. Like their symbology and the Visigoths then stole it when they went down via the Silk Road and, mm -hmm. and did some trading down there. Um, not, not much, so, not so much rampaging. Good job, Visigoths, for not fucking everything up in your path. Um, they were literally the Vandals, dude. That was, that was their name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. That's where we get the word. <laughs> also, they, they were just, they, no matter what point in history you, you revisit this, this kinship that those folks had, they're all savages and they all had really great taste in art. Um, <laughs> really weird. Um, where were we? We were just listing top symbols that come to mind. Right. So you went Christian, I went McDonald's. What was the next one? The next one was, unfortunately, a swastika. Swastika, that sucks. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just, it's really well known. I, I Everybody like, recognizes it, everybody knows it, and it, you know, it 
has definitely been a central focus for a couple of years now. I feel like artistically you're right, but like socially, I'm going to kick your ass on the all fucking right. boards. Go for it. On this, all right? So um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with today. As many people are as alive. So I'm going to go with the Stars and Stripes. I'm going to go with Old Glory here. America's fucking flag, bitches. America. As much as I have shit on America on this podcast up until now, I fucking love living here. Okay. It's the best place to live. I also am I very cynical. I can't say that. I haven't lived anywhere else. Like, um, like I've literally just lived within a 50-mile radius of... You know, a big city on the East Coast. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, like, but like, I literally have never lived anywhere else. I'm a homer, I, dude. I, I'm I voting for the home team here. All right, so all right, America's got to be the greatest place ever. All right, that's, man. That's where I'm at. You, you go for it. Yeah. Until I live somewhere else, and then I'm like, well, fuck America, and then I'm out, and then. Ooh. So the best place is always the place that you are. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I bring the party every time. All right, that's yeah, fair. I, I feel like I'm a. I feel like I'm pretty legendary partier person. Yeah. More stories on that later. Of course. All right. So I went American flag. It's your turn, Mr. Last time you voted, you had voted for... Uh, hey, man, don't don't take it there, okay? <laughs> you know? Controversial stuff. I know, right? I know, I know. Taking I totally it there spo- on I totally episode sp- three. I know. I spotted it on you. That was uh, not fair. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm an asshole. I know. I get it. That's kind of my role, though. That's how I do. All right. I mean, you win America. Yep. Hmm. I mean, you have to go America in that slot, right? And we're back-to-back World War champions, and, and you picked, like, the Nazi symbols. Yeah, I know. The losers. <laughs> the fucking losers of World War II. Um, Dude, I, I got nothing, man. You stumped me. Like, oh, man. Like, I, got, I got nothing popping in my No head. symbology? Like a Honda symbol? A Pontiac symbol? There's no more Pontiacs, but like, I don't know. A, a fucking unicorn but fucking Mr. Clean? I don't know. Something. Dude, I, I don't know, man. And, and this might just be my mentality in my brain. Like, I don't think I respond the same way to symbols that a lot of other people have. And I know, I'm going to go controversial again, but, you know, I was working with a friend, and... Can I assign you a a symbol after this? Because I think I got one for exactly what you're about to describe. All right. Um, So this friend, uh, you know, he's working with me, and he gets into an argument with a coworker about what the Confederate flag means, right? Okay. And he calls me over, and he's like, yo, Mel, Mel, tell me, tell me this, like, like, back me up here. It's not all about racism. And I'm just like, you know what, man? Here's the thing about symbols. They mean different things to different people. And they mean exactly and, how they're interpreted in the time that they're interpreted right. in it because and, what it used to be doesn't fucking matter right. anymore. And for his family, you know, he had people who had died fighting for the South, defending their homeland from the Union who was coming through and, like, raping people and burning their farmland and just murdering people left and right. And it's like, okay, I get that you were fighting to defend your homeland, but for a lot of people, that's not what that means. It doesn't mean standing up for your independence. It means oppression. And maybe 
the best way to appeal to other people isn't to start with a symbol that's that controversial. Like maybe it's time after 150 years to fucking put that down and yeah. talk as people here in this century rather than using a symbol from two centuries ago. Maybe you can get a replica of your great-grandpappy's fucking uniform or some shit other than that. Right, you know what I mean? right. And this isn't, this isn't even me saying, like, you're wrong for embracing that symbol or you're right for, for putting it down. What I'm saying is... Maybe there's a better approach. Right, right. If you want to appeal to people and actually have a conversation, yeah. May, and and maybe this is where we're going in this conversation is like symbols can help advance a conversation and they can help break down a conversation. I agree. Like you can easily take a symbol and stand up for it and have everybody hate you and not be able to move forward with the conversation and completely shut it down. And you can also have a symbol that unites people and helps bring them together and helps them, you know jump past a lot of things that would otherwise divide them. True or false? Symbols are actually magic. What do you mean by magic? You know damn well what I mean about magic. We're not going to explain this. True <laughs> or false, and then we'll explain it for the audience. All right, fine. Yes, symbols are fucking magic. Ah! Hear that, people? The Rational Tellers believes in magic. Ha, you all heard it. All right, all right so let's... Back me into a corner let's... and make me answer or whatever. You fucking straw manning <laughs> me, whatever. <laughs> This, this is what we call good interviewing in the biz, you know? <laughs> um, right, go on. What do you mean by a symbol? So what I mean... Or by a magic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, so what I mean by magic is it's, it's something that has staying power, right? So magic always has staying power, no matter how rational we get as creatures. Magic is a lure or a story or a reality you can get away with that is clever enough to intrigue people, to move them forward, to drive different actions out of them, to evoke something other than emotion, more like instinct. Like that right. is, so it's like pushing out from their lizard brain? Right, almost. right. So squeezing out from your most reptilian part of your brain some other response, that is truly magic in my opinion. All right, and I think that we, I think we both have a common understanding, and I just raked you over the coals in front of our audience because I'm a kind of asshole. So. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, I love you, but you're a piece of shit. Yeah, I know. All right, I'll give it to you. I'll give you this round, <laughs> as a, as my rational brain lets me give that to you. Yeah, well, I just appeased rational brain, so you're welcome. Yeah, um, but yeah, other. You know, symbols, symbols are actually magic. So, you know, symbols can evoke things out of you. So, you know, there's, there's a group of people that are listening to this podcast right now that if I say, like, you know, that, um, the, the symbol for Prince, like his guitar, like think about Prince's custom electric guitar. Right. Like that's going to evoke such a strong emotion out of people. One way or the other. One right? way or the other, right? Like um, think about the Dallas Cowboys star. I mean, that's that's your reaction. So people are like, fuck yeah. Think about like the, um, some people have a very non-reaction to this. Um, Riesling's picked up a little bit, but the Chicago Bears emblem. Oh, you yeah. know, Just that, yep. that fucking C. Just just the C. Like that, that fucking infuriates some people. Duh, bear. And it makes some people really dick hard. Um, uh, what about logos? Like um, if you've seen... Uh, the office logo, mm-hmm. so that that evokes a strong emotion out of some right. people. That's a symbol. Mm-hmm. It, it symbolizes that you're about to waste 22 minutes of your life on some hilarious nonsense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fucking hilarious nonsense though. 
straight up. I love hilarious nonsense, <laughs> but let's call it what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the number of brands that they are, that there are, that... Well, brands tie themselves strongly to symbols. The yeah. symbology. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and brands will steal from, like, old shit. Oh, yeah. They're like, like Led Zeppelin in that You, you want to talk about, like, magic and uh, like you, really digging deep into symbology and things that are so deeply embedded into our culture that we don't even realize that they're there. So before we um, get to a break, there's something that you teased me before this episode with. Okay. A nice little quote about something that's going on in society that kind of pays homage to the old symbology of the old. Yeah. Of the, of the old yesteryear. So, and I'm not going to tease too much about the linguistics, so I don't want to use any of the yeah. words that you used. But I think um, we're coming up on prime time for a break from our sponsors anyway. All right. Um, so I'll, I'll share it, and then we'll go to a On break. the other side, yeah. I, okay. think, I think the other side's a great place to share that. Okay. All Fantastic. right. Hang tight, motherfuckers, because we got some cool shit on the other side. Boom. What would a human life be like in space? If you're looking for an exciting sci-fi thriller of outer space, just logistics and general principles that agree with current day science, check out Sojourner Saga. SojournerSaga.com And we're back. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. They help keep the lights on around here, and we really appreciate the contributions that they make. Absolutely. So we were getting into symbologies and the the mashup of ancient and current symbologies, and yeah. uh, you know the current controversy with. We're getting into a quote specifically that you dropped yeah, on me. Yeah, I dropped so it on can you. But, can you but, just? Can I mean, I can drop it on you, and then we can kind of build out the context. Let's dive right in. Okay, let's absolutely. Go. So I find it, you know, it'd been bubbling for like a week, and then it finally hit me. We have grown men in this country mm -hmm. making burnt offerings in order to show their, you know, their, their allegiance to a specific liturgy when it comes to a national hymn. And then the specific reason why they're making these burnt offerings is because a man who decided to kneel rather than stand during that same hymn was endorsed and made an acolyte of a company which is paying homage to an ancient Greek god. Yep. Bronze Age. Like like a Bronze Age god. I'm sorry, it was Roman. Yep. The Roman version of this Greek god. Yep. It's like, it, truth is stranger than fiction sometimes. Like if you wrote this in a book, people would say, this is unrealistic. But it's actually the world we're living in right now. Yeah, we're we're grown-ass like men. It feels like it fits in Hunger Games. Yeah. It's like I'm making a burnt offering to show my yeah. support for a particular liturgy. Like, it's not even the religion. It's not even... We're talking about the Kaepernick it's, kneeling yeah, and people burning Nike shit if you, you haven't do, caught up yet. Yeah, it's what yeah. you do during a specific hymn. And that's right, what it is. Make, make no mistake, yep. it's a hymn. There's a protocol for it, though. Mm -hmm. And, it's a religion. And these are people who say you should stand and cover your heart versus kneel during it. And, you know, whichever side you come down on, when you really get to the meta level of it, 
that's like that's how far we away we are from you know that kind of symbology that's how important symbology and and yeah. and metaphor is to us that's how deeply those linguistic and and you know pictorial roots go in us and how strongly they affect our emotions. I think that we're going to numb to that as a society in the not too distant future. I think, I think we are because like we've never had the ability to en masse send videos of ourselves expressing ourselves. And like, do you know how like, um, David Hasselhoff was kind of a drunk asshole and his daughters took videos of him and he looked back at it later and he's like, I feel like a fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. And then he became a good person again. Um, I think society's going to be fucking... I think we're going to David Hasselhoff it. I think okay. eventually we're going to take a look at this original content that's all on, that we're putting all of the fuck over Twitter and we're just literally vomiting and shitting all over the place on social media with the most rank and disgusting bullshit. Hmm. And that's getting the most ravenous... And I feel like they're kind of fake laughs out of people. Because right. like, that shit's not actually funny. It's kind of disturbing. Okay. And I think that some people laughing at it is just kind of like their way that their brains are just like, I don't know how to make sense of this, so laugh at it. Like, that's not truly funny, you know? Okay. Like, seeing a naked... I don't know, man. I don't know how... I, I feel like our base code and our base hardware is really, really tight to respond to symbols and metaphor and all the rest of it. Yeah, but I think we're gonna. I think we're going to grow real fucking... Dull of that shit as a society. I really well, I'm t- do. I'll tell you, I'm tired of it after what three years of everybody freaking out about every little thing back and forth. Yeah, I, I, I mean, hate it. I mean, we have our first Twitter presidency, and it's I'm so fucking tired of it. Like, I don't care what side of it you're on. Like, I am so tired. Yeah, of it. I'm just ready to close the fucking books. Like, right. in this chapter, you know. Mm. So how do you see us getting out of that? You know, because human beings are so reactive. Well, to for that, well, for one, imagery. everybody's out to get each other, which is mm. fucked up. Stop it! Like on Twitter, like everybody's looking to just like prove someone wrong. If somebody says something that disagrees with what you do about them from three months ago, let them live their fucking life. Maybe show them some compassion. Right. Maybe, maybe try to understand their plate. Maybe try to understand the fact that maybe they're trying to self-improve and mm. got different than they yeah. were three months ago. I know it doesn't seem like a lot of time to you. Maybe you weren't up to much. Maybe this motherfucker been through a lot. Just give people the benefit of the doubt. Be more compassionate. Stop being out to get each other. Like there's this whole fucking culture right now built around trying to get people on Twitter and show their ass and just call them out for it on social media. What does that? What does that make you get retweets and likes? Yeah, yeah. yeah I had a, it I had it a does, moment. and it doesn't make fuck like the incentives are all wrong. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Yeah, I, I had a moment like that today where, you know, somebody was going off on a rant and a tirade, and I called him out for it, like for a minute. I was okay. like, "Okay, hey, how'd man. that go for you?" <laughs> About as well as you'd expect. They were on a tirade yeah, on the internet. Yeah. So I just kind of push back at them a little bit. I go, are you sure? You know, and I'm paraphrasing here because I don't want to get too deep into what it was about. But I push back and I'm like, are you sure that's the stance you want to take? And then they fucking doubled down, man. 
they like they were like absolutely. That's a football that's, guy move. Yeah, that's the stance I want to take. We talked about football in episode one. Yeah. But like when 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 I mentioned football guys in episode one, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like you double down when you're fucking wrong. Yeah. And as and a football it, guy, that's how Chip Kelly got fired. Yeah. Everywhere. So, so he doubles down and just goes to the even more extreme. And I'm like, okay, I could spend a whole bunch of energy on this right now, or I can just say, all right, you got me. There's nothing I can say that's going to change your mind or alter your position here. So I'm not going to waste my breath and I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. But thank you for being honest about the fact that you're not going to change your mind. And this is yeah, the thing about no people. it's no longer a discussion. It's, it's a pontification. Right. And this is the thing about people. They tell you exactly where they are and exactly what they're going to do. You just have to listen. And oftentimes people will try to draw you into an argument because they want to just blow their load over something they're pissed off about. And if you listen to them, you'll hear that they're not going to change their mind. Nothing's going to change. All you're going to do is get dragged into a conversation that's going to waste your time, waste theirs, and you're going to walk away from it so much more pissed. Tell you what, Tellers, it's very insightful. Yeah, no, I mean, I couldn't agree more. And uh, what, what drives them to that point is the symbols behind it because it's all lore. It's mm. not, they're, they're probably not these types of uh, zealots for these causes Ooh. are probably not too um, educated on the actual matters at hand. Right. So, so can we get into that in for my a experience? Yeah, yeah. Can yeah, we get into that yeah. for Absolute a second? Fuck, that, yeah. That people don't have ideas. Ideas have people. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a way of framing things where an idea is almost like a living creature, and it jumps from person to person trying to replicate itself. Okay, so let, let's let's take a pause here for the audience. You said a way of framing things. So framing things is an actual frame point, a perspective. Right. Which is which is something that you know, I'm not quite willing to subscribe myself to any longer. It's something it's a model that got me through and helped me understand other people's perspectives and things like that. But what I've come to find at least in in of myself and anybody that was 100% honest with me during this discussion I've had with them is that it's it's not about perspective because perspective implies that your feet are in one place and mm. your viewpoints are all from the same vantage point and I've never met a human being that is that consistent okay ever like everybody has some level of dichotomy to them it's what makes us human it's actually what makes us beautiful and it's why art can be created in my opinion so keep that dichotomy it's not a bad thing you don't have to get rid of it from yourself but if you're going to be honest with yourself if you look at things you look at them in different lenses which means that you're sometimes seeing them from you're riding a high and you're looking down on it, or sometimes you're at a low point and you're looking up at it. And it could be different topics in the same day mm -hmm. that you're at different lenses. You're looking at things with different lenses, and sometimes it means you're kind of woobly-eyed and maybe you're romantically involved with someone and you're extra kind of googly over them, yeah. like gonna fuck up your lens. Um, Maybe you're in a work situation or maybe you're in traffic and you're just fucking tense and your butthole's <laughs> clinching and you want to give middle fingers to everybody and you just want to say the F word all the fucking time. And um, yeah, I, I feel like it's a lenses thing for me at this point okay. because I'm aware of that my I'm not always going to be 100% fucking centered and zen. Sometimes I'm in traffic, okay? It's okay not to be zen in traffic. Yeah. Yeah. And It's not okay to take it overboard. Right. Yeah. And there's, there's something about that where... 
a lens versus a perspective. A perspective requires you to change your position. And your footing. And your footing, right? It, it requires you to That's the important thing in my mind move. is your feet move for your perspective to move. But, but a lens is straight up just a swap. Yep. Like, I mean, you, you'd be standing you, still and that, see something that, entirely different. You know, you go to the optometrist and they're giving you a, an eye test and they swap the lenses like right like that. Yep. Without you having to move, without you having to change, without you having to take another position. Yeah. You can look at things another way and see them a different way without having to move your momentum, without having to change your inertia, and without having to move your position. Your center of balance stays exactly where it is. And I think even just putting it in that light yeah. might help people adopt things a little bit better, a little bit easier. I hope just, so, because it's been a really it. useful tool for me, man. Yeah. If, if I could share some of my tools with other people and, and listeners, uh, fuck yeah, please yeah. take it. Because perspective is important, yeah, but just try to look at the same perspective in a different lens. It will fuck you up as a mental exercise, mm. but do it until you feel like you've got it right. But it's like a muscle, isn't it? It is, it yeah. is. It's like your ocular nerve. You, you which I to. used when I discovered that I thought this way at the optometrist. Yeah, like you can, you exercise it, you become yeah. better at seeing things from just a slightly different bending of those light, that light, just a slightly different refraction. Yeah, and, and, and we're talking strictly mental principles right now, but yeah. like it also is the same thing when you're doing physical principles. Like I was at the optometrist, which is where I discovered this philosophy in myself, and I like she was flipping through number one or number two, and like my eyes were still adjusting between them, so it was like sometimes I couldn't fucking tell, and I was just perfectly honest with her. I was like, honestly, I'm going to need this three or four times before I could tell any difference. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry because straight up I didn't get to hear this story. Was this with Dr. Babe? Uh, this is no Dr. Babe is, is a uh, Claude's Claude's doctor. Um, oh, okay. so by the way, um, podcast, the Rover Trove office has moved out from upstairs. <laughs> As you can tell, the past two episodes are, uh, we didn't, we didn't ask to evict them. We actually asked to kind of take them in as partners instead, but, um, we'll have more on that later on our, our Facebook or our Twitter or wherever yeah. the fuck you feel like looking that up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, Dr. Babe is Claude's doctor. Okay. He works at Robotrove. Okay. Uh, you know, he, he was the... Uh, there was some other Babely doctor, though, for, for your optometrist, wasn't there? Yeah, she was there. All right. She, she didn't have a ring on. She was very um, willing to share her weirdest contact story that I asked for. <laughs> I was like, what's, what's the most contacts you ever got stuck in one eyeball? Because she was like, the she kind of... contacts? Like, how, yeah, how, yeah, a like quantity the, of contacts? Yeah, yeah, quantity, not quality. <laughs> I just wanted to know quantity because I was just like, damn, how many contacts can this optometrist get through? Because um, <laughs> she already expressed to me that her favorite thing was to get the drill out and drill people's eyes. Like this one guy she had that had a fucking... Steel. That sounds fucking scary. Right? Sounds hot. Um, no, it doesn't. It did, sounds just oh, fucking scary. Dude, so this guy had a, a steel shaving in his eyeball because I guess he's a welder or mm -hmm. a shaver or a demo guy or some shit. And uh, it left it in there for three weeks and left contacts over it. So she had to get the drill out. And she was just like, like she was nerding out so hard over this. So it's okay. just like, I was yeah. like let, me, let me just like... Let me just ask her and allow her to nerd out over this because right. she like immediately seemed like real timid when she first started in on it. Like, I don't know if I should admit this sounds kind of weird. And I was just like, dude, that is fucking weird. Cool. Tell me about it. Um, so I was like, so what's the best like contact story you ever had? And she's like, some one time I had somebody get 
four contacts stuck in their eyeball. And she's like, I four. really, she's like, I really love this job because I love doing extractions. And I was just like, cool, man. Like if that's your bag, like <laughs> extract away. My yeah. Love. Right. But yeah, not, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. How do you get, how I'm do just, I get people to open up to me like that? No, no, no not that. Well, also yes, but I'm, I'm <laughs> just, I'm always curious. <laughs> like, you, how do you get four contacts into your eye? Like you just there was keep a story last in? year where somebody had twenty seven world record twenty extracted from their eyeball, wh- one eyeball, one. I mean, I had an incident once where I th- I didn't think I'd pulled my contact out, and then I realized that I was just scratching my cornea, um, and yeah. I felt really fucking stupid. I had an incident once where it was two for like literally a quarter of a second. I was like, you fucking asshole. Like, <laughs> and ex- you know, just shit out the one contact that yeah. I apparently didn't need in there. I just need to throw out the old one because it was fun. How do you get to 27? How do you do that? Dude, there's not enough weed on this planet to smoke to get me to put 27 lenses in my singular eyeball. I just, I, there's I not can't enough. even conceive there's of it. There's not enough. But I suppose if you get me... Just in such a state, maybe if I'm tired enough. Ooh, fun fun symbol to talk about. Okay. Pot. Okay. So pot's been kind of like a counterculture symbol for a while. Uh, yeah. It's becoming since about nineteen thirty-two, yeah. Yeah, it's becoming yeah. Yeah. We're coming up on a hundred years, America. And uh, we still haven't won what the fuck we want yet. So figure it out. Write your congressman. Don't vote people in that aren't gonna vote in good shit like weed. Stop voting in people, start voting in weed, okay? Because you know, weed makes people horny, hungry, and happy. You know what? The government has made us all very pissed off and annoyed. Well, this and even was... even if you're a supporter, you're kind of fucking annoyed at this point. Well, this was this was a conversation that I think I heard. Yeah, I heard on one of the, one of the other podcasts I was listening to, and um, Free Man Behind the Beyond the Wall, Free Man Beyond the Wall. It was a it was a really good. You know, conversation where he was basically saying the war on drugs is is winding down. They they've lost it. People are turning against the DEA and people are turning against you know this. They thuggery. lost the war on drugs as soon as they started investing in drugs. Yeah, but yeah, let me. Let but me they the, point. the government was the first one to invest in drugs. Yeah, dude, the amount of experimentation on like LSD and uh, pot. The reason and why we have crossbred pot that's twenty times more powerful than the shit my parents smoked. Yeah. Go on. Seven times. Wait, wait, wait. What, Seven wasn't that like a branch of the military that did it? It was the fucking Air Force, I believe. Yeah. Is the Air Force? I believe so, yeah. Wait, aren't they the ones who are having trouble with Elon Musk smoking pot on Joe Rogan's podcast? Which has been that a is, huge crackdown. Uh, which, by the that way... That is a fantastic just loop around that, that they was, sponsored the research that... <laughs> that was the best podcast episode I ever listened to in my life. Yeah. Um, I, I never, I never considered myself a fanboy before. Uh, but listening to that podcast, I became a fanboy of Elon Musk and just his general drive to dude getting done what he gets done. He has to drive through his own creature mm-hmm. just to be able to communicate with people. Right. Um, I, I feel like in listening to that, I understood that there's a lot more struggle going on inside of Elon. I don't think he's depressed or anything. I just think that he is someone that has a lot going on inside of him. And I think uh, I got to give him all the credit in the world for coming out with great ideas, um, moving moving companies forward for better or for worse. And uh, 
giving livelihoods and jobs available to people to, mm. to cling on to for something for now. Well, I, I think it's very admirable. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't have it in me to hate on people. You know, I see a lot of people getting getting all down and all over him about every little thing that he does. And it's like, you know what? The man works fucking like 18 hours a day, right? Yeah. How, how the... F- like, I'm sorry. You, you, how can you argue with that? He's given hundreds of people's jobs and, and a good livelihood. You can he's get, created some you can great get, shit, dude. You can get all he, over him, but, he's but the sending fact is... private people to space next year. Right. And, and you can get all the fuck over him about stuff. But, you know, what have you done lately? Yeah. What have you done yeah. with your life? Like, yeah. Like, what is this shit where what? people feel like they can just shit post because they've got access to Twitter? Well, and, and I think this gets back to what I was getting to earlier. There's not enough compassionate people out there. Mm. And something I got real frustrated with today in my everyday life was like, how dare you not ex- exemplify compassion in this moment to somebody that, you know, I consider myself very close to. And... um I kind of laid it down for them. I was just like, look, look, motherfucker. I was like, this is actually how it is. I know you're coming at me with a request right now, but uh, look, I'm going to give you some tough love right now. Compassion is the only way that you're going to win this because you're Mm. seeming like a dickhead. Yeah. And uh, I just really wish, really, really wish that um, everyone can focus on being a little bit more compassionate to their fellow brothers and sisters or non-binaries whoever you are, however you like to identify, I don't really give a shit. Just tell me the right way to address it, please, mm. linguistically, and yeah. I'll oblige you. I really don't give a fuck. And the reason why I don't give a fuck is because I just I just want to love on people. I don't care if you're left-handed, right-handed, purple, you know, Eskimo. If you're purple, I might give you the fucking Heimlich or something, but, you know. Yeah, but that's just based on my training. I apologize if it's the wrong context. Um, I don't mean to offend your culture, purple people. Purple people. Purple people. Purple people. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people later. Mm-hmm. All right. With that, this has been session three. I hope um, I hope we didn't stray too far from the path of symbols, but I think we kind of talked about some of the uh, some of the archetypes. Yeah. How they fill in in our brains. Tell us what you think about symbols. What's the symbol we fucking whiffed on? Send us a message. Um, you know, we love feedback. We'll get back to it on the other side. If, uh, you know, you give us something real juicy and then we super fucked up and didn't mention it at all, then uh, hit us up. Let us know. Except you Harry Potter fans. We already know that Deathly Hallows triangle yeah. is your thing. We, we, we got that. Respect. But post cool memes about it. Mm-hmm. All right. This is going to do it all for this week. We will see you next week for episode four. And uh, have a great week. Be safe and be compassionate. Love you guys. Love you. Bye.